0: First Corinthians five through eight. It is actively reported that there is sexual immorality around you and of a kind that is not tolerated. Even among pagans for a man has his father's wife and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you for though absent in body. I am present in spirit. And if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord, Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man from Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved from the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy or the swindlers or idolaters since then you would need to go out from the world. But now I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reveler, drunkard or swindler. Not even to eat with such a one. For not have I to do with judging others Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. Chapter six. When one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to the law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more than matters containing to this life? So if you have such cases, why do you lay them down before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to you, shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers? But brother goes to law against brother and that before unbelievers? To have lawsuits at all with another is already a defeat for you. Why not suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud, even your own brothers. Or do you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor even men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but the Lord and the Lord, the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you know that that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. The sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Chapter 7. Now, concerning the matters about which he wrote, it is good for a man to not have sexual relations with the woman, but because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife, and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourself to prayer, but then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now, as a concession, not a command, I say this. I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of a kind in one another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it's better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married, I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband, but if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest, I say, I, not the Lord, If that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and that she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children will become unclean. But as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such case, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you a peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you save your, save your wife? Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to them, to which the Lord has called them. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision. By keeping the commandments of God. Each one should remain in the condition of which he was called. Were you a bondservant when called? Do you not be concerned about it? But if you gain your freedom, avail yourself to the opportunity. For he who was called in the Lord is a bondservant, is a freed man of the Lord. Likewise, he who was free was called a bondservant of Christ. You were bought with a price so do not become bondservants of man. So brothers, in whatever condition each was called, let him remain there with God. Now concerning the betrothed, I have no command from the Lord, but I give my judgment as the one who... By the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. I think that in view of the present distress, it is good for a person to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you do not marry, you have not sinned. And if a betrothed woman marries, she has not sinned. Yet those who marry will have worldly troubles, and I would spare you from that. This is what I mean, brothers. You appointed The appointed time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as those who were not rejoicing, and those who buy as those who had no goods, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it, for the present form of this world is passing away. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord, but the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or the betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. Anyone thinks that he is not behaving properly towards his betrothed if his passions are strong, and it has to be, let him do as he wishes. Let him marry. It is no sin. But whoever is firmly established in his heart, being under no necessary necessity, but having his desire under control, and he has determined in his heart to keep her as his betrothed, he will do well. So then he who marries his betrothed will does well, and he who refrains from marriage will do even better. A wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is free to be married to whom she wishes, only in the Lord. In my judgment, she is happier if she remains as she is, and I think that I too have the Spirit of God. Chapter 8. Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possesses knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but loves builds up. Anyone imagines that he knows something he does not yet know, as he ought to know, but if he loves God, he is known by God. Therefore as to the eating of food offered to idols we know that an idol has no real existence and that there is no one but god for although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth as indeed there are many gods and many lords yet for each of us there is one god the father from whom we are all things and for whom we exist the one lord jesus christ from whom all things and through whom we exist however not all possesses this knowledge But some, through former association with knowledge, with idols, eat food as really offered to an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. Food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better if we do. But take care that this is right of yours that does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged? If his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols... And so by your knowledge, this weak person has destroyed the brother for whom Christ died. Thus, sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. Well, that concludes our reading for today. We hope today's message spoke to you. Today's reading was made possible by the Fear and Faith store and support of listeners like you. Remember to head over to BibleRevival.tv to purchase merch, access more resources, check out other interviews, as well as all the previous recordings.